Lakute Sichis, Chelikud Gimel, Parshas Chukas, Sicha number one. Mahemshach, Lamashanama, Barish Parshas Sainu, Zois Chukas Atara. May we have Medrash as a Pasuk, Mi Yitain Tara Mitame. So in this week's Parsha, it says, Zois Chukas Atara, this is the law of the Torah, which is referring to the Parah Haduma. But on a deeper level, it says the word Chukas. So what does the word Chukas mean? So if you read the Chumash simply, you would think it would mean just the paraduma. But the Medrash, as we're going to see, learns that the word chukas is not just referring to the paraduma, but it's actually referring to Tuma and Tara in general. As it, the Medrash brings the Pasik, mi yiten tara matame, who is able to take something tar from something tame, which is something very strange, l'chaira, because usually you can only create or make something if there's a connection between the two items. Like, for example, if you have the color green, you can get blue and yellow out of it. Because why? Because the green has those two colors. But the tahar, and tame are two totally different items. So how could you make tahar from something tame? It's similar. How can you make something yesh from nothing? So the Pasuk says that that Hashem is able to do and make something tahar from something tame. And the, the Medrash gives many examples, a few examples, in Inyane Tuma that we see something and the exact opposite. For example, it says, Beheris could gris ba'adam tame, but parche For example, if you have Beheris, so you have an Inyan of Tsaras, Beheris is a type of Tsaras, so it's the size of a gris and it's on the person, the person is tame. But if it spreads throughout the entire body and the whole t- body is full of the tsaras and the p- person's tar. So what happens? You have something which is tame, a Beheris. But if you get more of that Beheris, then the person becomes Tame, a Tahar. How? How does that make sense? But Oid, who makes this, such a command? Who makes such a decree? Is it not Hashem? Hashem says, I made a Chuka, I made a Gzera, and you're not allowed to be Ivra my Gzera. So meaning is that Taka, the Indian of Tumantar, is not something, something which has Tamvadas. We're unable to use the rules of logic. Uh, to figure out how they work. Therefore, we could have such an idea of tar mitame, even though logically it doesn't make sense. But Hashem, chukah hakakti, Hashem makes these rules and we are unable to question them. So, which is paraduma. He says, the Medrash, this that the Medrash brings many different rules of Tuma Vatara in one plate, so to speak, with the Chukah, which is spoken about in our parish, which is Paraduma, it's clear uh, and as, as a hemshech, as a continuation, uh, the Medrash is bringing this as an explanation on the word so it's clear that the Medrash is learning that when it says that the word chukah is not just going on paraduma, but rather it's being merames on the clawless union of Tuma Vitara. So meaning is Tuma Vitara in general is the chukah of the Torah. Rather, meaning that the chukah of paraduma is not just a particular gzera by dine paraduma. That 
Paraduma is a specific thing, and that's Xer. Rather, we have to look at Paraduma as a more general idea. That Paraduma, what is Paraduma? Paraduma is the union of Tuma Vitara, right? That you're Tame, and therefore you need a Tara that comes through the Paraduma. Rather, as the Chazal say, it's not the mace that makes someone tame, it's not the water that makes someone tahar, rather, the water which is mixed with the par, ashes of the paraduma, rather, it's Hashem who made the chukas. It says, So the idea being is, what the Rebbe is trying to show, is that even though Papashtas chukah is referring to paraduma, so where does the Medrash get? that chukah refers to all of Tuma Vitara. The reasoning is because Paraduma is a Klolistik union that expresses this union of Tuma and Tara because through the Paraduma, it comes because you have Tuma and you need to become Tara. And the Paraduma is itself what brings that to Hara. The Ramam says it's very clear that Tuma and Taras are Xerzakasiv. They are not things that a person would come to and understand and think of on his own. Rather, they are part of the chuking, meaning is I wouldn't have thought of them on my own. It's not like stealing or murdering that even without the Torah, we would have understood that that is not the way how a society could uh, prosper. But rather, it's a chaik. In other words, that Zaysa which is speaking, is speaking about, uh, which, which is Saksuvin, is talking about specifically one type of Tuma, which is Tuma Sames, and the Tara from that Tuma, but nonetheless, it's being Meramiz on the Chukah. Uh, a chukah of the general idea of Tuma and Tahara. As we know that Tuma Sameis is called the Avia Voisa Tuma. It's like the essence of Tuma is really the, the union of Tuma Sames. That's like the central concept of Tuma is really the Tuma Sames. All the other um, Tumais are called Avoisa Tuma in the sense being is that they're not on the same level. So if you really want to look at the essential level of what does what is the idea of Tuma uh, really revealed in, that's really revealed in the union of Tumas Mace. And similarly, the idea of Tara from the Tumas Mace would really express the most union of Tara. And therefore, when he gives this remez, he's giving it specifically in Paraduma. Base. Yudua, Shakal, in Yishabatayra, Yeshbahayra, Bavidus, Kalach, Vachman, Israel, Chomak, Mohosman, Kalashem, Atari Nitzchis. He says it's known that the union of the Torah is the lessons for a person's Aveda in every place and every time. As the Lashon is in Tanya, Torah is eternal. Therefore, the laws of the Torah are noig even, uh, that, that were noig only when the Beis Hamidosh was Kayim, those Mitzvahs that were only around when we had the base of Migdash, that was only that they were around Begashmias, and now we don't have them Begashmias. But Baruchnias, even these mitzvahs, for example, the Inyan of Kabbanis, the Inyan of Kabbanis is applicable nowadays. He says the Iker fulfillment of the laws of Tumavatara would be uh, when the base of Migdash was around. But the toichen, uh, uh, the idea behind in uh, Tumavatar, in our Avodah Haruchnias, is shaykh in every 
zman and in every makin. Of course, the Rebbe writes Iker is because even nowadays we do have certain enyanim uh, of tumavatar that we uh, still fulfill. For example, the Kayin does not would not go to Beis Akfaris. Uh, there's the union of mikvah. There's the, there's a tuma by uh, by woman. So there is certain types of tumas that we still have, but the Iker kiim of the dimitu tuma vatar would of course be when the Beis Hamikdash was around. He says, um, the lesson from everybody, even those who don't know what the Pasuk is talking about, even them the lesson is shaykh. Why? Because we have a rule that you make a bracha on the Torah when you're reading Torah So when you read this words in the Torah, even if you don't understand what you're saying, you still fulfill the mitzvah of learning Torah. And what is Torah? Torah means it's a lesson. So that means that if you're fulfilling the mitzvah of learning the Torah, that means the lessons that uh, are coming from these psukim in the Torah is also shaykh to this person. This is not so when you're learning the details which are discussed in Tereshvah Peh that you would only make a bracha when you understand the limud. So if you did not understand that limud, that means the connection and the heira from there is not as shaykh to you as Tereshvah Peh. Probably, I mean, even Tereshvah Peh, everything, of course, is shaykh to every individual. But the lesson that we're having in Tereshvah Peh, that's literally the union of limud Torah, that's for sure, and in a very big dika way, connected to every single person. understood that the lesson that we can learn is not from the prate dinim, which is higher than the understanding of the ish pashit. Meaning is the, the ish pashit might not be on the level to be able to, uh, first of all, understand the lesson, that's being taught from Teresh Balpeh, and not also being able to fulfill that lesson at the level that he's at at this particular point in time. But in Teresh um at any point of time, it's always going to be connected to him. So the Indian of the lesson that we learn from there would be shaykh to every single person, whatever level he's on. So Gimel. So what we want to understand now is, what is the lesson that we're learning from the Chukah, as we said, the Indian of Tuma Vitara, in Torah, what is the lesson that we can learn from that chayk? So, so we have a very well-known question from the Alter Rebbe, that L'chayra should have said in the Torah, why does it say So just to give a little more background, because maybe you'll bring the question of the Alter Rebbe and definitely the lesson more to home, is that we have a rule, whenever it says in the in the Torah, the word Torah, Torah means that it's a, it's a Torah achas l'chol Whenever it says the word Torah, it means it's a, a rule that is applicable to everything in that parsh. For example, it says zois Torahs hamincha. So the Gemara learns from that that since it says Torahs hamincha, there is a certain rule that applies to all the different types of menachis that we bring. The rule that they learn is that when a person brings a, the koyin who's being mocked with the mincha. And he has machshava. He brings a, a one type of mincha, and he thinks it's for a different one. For example, he brings a mincha which is supposed to be brought in the pan machves, and he brings it into another, and he thinks it's oh, it's a marchashes. He he mixes up whatever the mincha was. So we have a rule since it says sois teres mincha that there's a ter achas l'chol menachas that even if you switch what uh, the purpose of the mincha was, it's still uh, kosher. 
another example. We have from our parsha itself. So we learn from there that since it says there's a Torah achas to all the avodas of the paraduma that all the avodas of the paraduma is supposed to be by day. How do we know that? Because since we know the hazad, the sprinkling, it says in the pasuk clearly needs to be during the day. So we'll learn out all the other avodas also need to be by day, except for the ones which are clearly. Um, excluded from that rule. But as a general thing, since it says, we're learning that there is a rule that applies to uh, all, all, all the laws in that particular parsha. But I'll be, what we're saying over here is it's even deeper than that. Because since over here it says, it's usually how it works is when it says, it says Torah as a description of the word that's going to follow, as a connector, meaning as it says, meaning it's the Torah of the Mincha. So meaning is there's a general rule that applies to a mincha, all menachis, or an all, there's a general rule that applies to all oilis. But over here it says, the Torah itself is the noun. It's not describing something else. This is the chukah of the Torah. So what we're saying over here is that this chukah is something that is a rule for the entire Torah. So this is the chayk, this is the rule, the, the lamayla matamadasas we're going to discuss. This idea of chayk is something which is applicable to the entire Torah, to all of Torah mitzvahs, that you need to have this idea of chayk, which we're going to discuss, what does that mean? And over here, as especially as we said, that the idea of chayk doesn't mean specifically paraduma, but chayk over here means the union of tumah v'tara. So meaning is that the rule, the, the concept of tumah v'tara, which is a chayk, is uh, something which is connected to the entire Torah. Shemitzvahs, the paraduma, yishba taich and hanimsa ba Torah b'chalal, so the explanation is that the mitzvah of paraduma has a teichen, has an idea which is found in the entire Torah. And the pshat of zois chukas is that the chukas hapara is a chayk. That is the chayk of the entire, uh, of the entire Torah. Amuvur b'zeh barucha da'ha b'ha talya. An explanation is given that what is the idea that it's the chayk of the Torah, meaning is that this mitzvah, meaning we're trying to learn one thing which is connected to the entire Torah. So what is that one thing which is connected to the entire Torah? So it's, it's the word chukah. So, and this mitzvah, he says, since it is the chukah, therefore in this thing itself, that it is the chayk, even relative to all other chukim, therefore it is the klolos kalamitzis, meaning is, because usually all other chukim, they also don't have a reason. But it says, uh, there's a medrash, a famous medrash, that Shleim HaMelech was able to give a reason to all the mitzvahs of the Torah, even the chukim except for paraduma, meaning is that paraduma is the quintessential idea of, of, um, of a chayk. So therefore, dafka, because this is like the quintessential chukah, therefore it is the klolos uh, call hamitzvus and and not and that's why he doesn't bring zayshuk satayra by let's say for shatnis or basavachalov because they are not the quintessential idea of a chayk and now he's going to explain what it's referring to in our situation. Vatam he says, call hamitzvus muhusan who rots in an alien shalomai lemechinas tam chachma vatam he says all the mitzvus essentially. In their core, they are the Ratzon of Hashem, and they're higher than Chachma and reasoning. He says, even mitzvahs that do have a reasoning, he says, 
it's not pshat that the essence, like the reason why there's this mitzvah is because of this particular reason. Oh, there's a reason, like for, you know, people want to say, why is there kashras? Oh, because it's uh, a healthier. It's not healthy to eat pork. And therefore we have the mitzvah. God forbid. There's never the reason of a mitzvah, even if it's a reason that the Torah itself gives, um, that, that the reason why you're supposed to do it. Even then it makes sense. For example, you don't steal because how can you have a proper society? He says the reasoning which is in the mitzvah is never the essence. Rather, the essence is that it's a ratzon of Hashem. But that ratzon of Hashem came enclosed within that chachma v'tam. But essentially, that's not the real reason why we're doing it. The real reason we're doing it is ratzon alien. But Hashem also wants us to understand the reason. So when we're doing the mitzvah, we're doing it because it's Hashem's ratzon. But at the same time, we're also understanding the reasoning behind it because Hashem also wants us to understand and appreciate the reasoning of this particular mitzvah. And just to give a little more pshat, and it's also going to be uh, relevant as we go weiter, what rotsen is and the different types of rotsen. So I'm going, to, I'm going to break it into three categories of rotsen. The, the easiest to understand would be, I'll, I'll call that the, rotsen, the third level of rotsen, because it's the lowest. It's a rotsen which is created from chachma, meaning is you don't essentially have this will. But someone explains to you, why a particular item is good. He says, oh, you want, for example, let's say, you want to have this job because this job, you will be able to have a, a very good parnasa from and you be able to support your family, et cetera, et cetera. Or you want to invest in this particular investment because this will help you. It will make a large profit and the person explains to you how the investment works and it makes a lot of sense to you and therefore you want to invest in this particular investment. So now you have a rotsen to invest. So that rotsen is not something that essentially you always had and you know, only at this point in your life it was revealed. No, it was because you were explained the mile of this job, the mile of this investment. Therefore, now you have a rotsen to get involved. Like, oh, I want that job. I want to be involved in this investment. So that's a rotsen which is created from Chachma. And therefore, it's, it's not so strong in the sense is that if the Chachma changes, then the rotsen will change. For example, if you get more details and you find out, oh, you know what? That's not a good investment or a better investment shows up or you need the money for other inyanim, you're not going to follow through with that rutsen because the rutsen changes based on the chachma that, that a person has. That's the third level. I'm going to go back to the top level. The highest level of, of rutsen is a, a, a rutsen that a person essentially has. He always has it from the time that he's born. For example, a person has a desire uh, to live. Maybe another example is a, a, a desire that a father uh, has for his child. The father wants his child to be happy, um, to survive, like a, you know, especially a mother to a child. These are instincts that a mother or a father has um, naturally. It's not that you've created it and someone's explained to you why you should take care of your child or no, no one has to explain to you why you should live. Self-love. No one has to explain to you why you should love yourself. These are things that a person has a rotsen, uh, essentially from when he's born, these things are ingrained within his psyche. And then the second level of rotten. So that's the hardest one. But basically what it is, it's a rotten which is mislabish in chach, meaning is that the rotten is essentially something which is uh, part of your psyche. But in order to actualize rotten, it usually needs to go through chachma. For example, uh, a person wants his child to be happy, right? He wants his child to be successful. So that's, you know, that's a great idea. It's a great rutzen to have. But how are you supposed to do that? So therefore, that rutzen has to translate itself into chachma. You say, oh, you know, if my child has a good education, if my child is a Yer Shemaim, if he has good teachers, if he's 
you know, not bullied. He has good friends. He has a good home to grow up in. He eats good food. All of those things is, is you have the central rotten that your child should be successful and happy. And it has to enclose itself within a chachma because how are you going to make your child happy? Or let's say for yourself, you want to uh, live. Oh, it's great to want to live, but how are you going to live? Oh, so you need a parnasa. You need so that's the idea of that the desire to live has to translate itself into the chachma that you need to get a job and you need to eat good food. You need to do some exercise. You need to occupy yourself with things which will help you thrive and live. So that would be essentially the reason why you're doing all these ideas is because you have a rutzen uh, to live or to for your child to be happy but it has to enclose itself within the Ratzin. So going back to our situation, so he said, essentially all the mitzvahs is, is that first level of Ratzin. This is the Ratzin of Hashem. This is, in the psyche of Hashem, this is what Hashem wants. We, it's not a reason for it. This is what it, why we want to have it. It's because that's the Ratzin. Why do you want to live? You ever like start contemplating, why should I, is life, you know, is life important? It's, it's important, it's part of the essential uh, psyche of the person that he knows that his life is important and he wants to live. Not for any type of reason. But then, so that, that, that's the sense, essence of the mitzvah. But then sometimes Hashem will leave the mitzvah as is. For example, Paraduma, all we know is that this is a, a rutzen of Hashem. And sometimes Hashem will also put that into a rutzen that uh, we can have some appreciation uh, for that mitzvah. Put it, sorry, put that rutzen into a chachma. And that we can have, and have some level of of understanding, and we could see that Ratzin somewhat being, um, making somewhat more, more tangible. Uh, either like um, how to do it, we always know how to do it. So we hear the, the Chachma would not be, how should I actualize the Chachma? But rather we hear the Chachma is part of like, trying to understand, okay, why, why is this so important uh, to me? Uh, you know, taking your child, for example, so you're thinking, why is it so important that my child be happy? You know, you're putting some type of reason to it. So even if you come up with reasons like why you want your child to be happy. Oh, you want your child to be happy because when you were a kid, <laughs> you weren't so happy and this and this happened to you. So therefore, you don't want your child to suffer whatever you suffered as a child, which is very common in psychology. So that is a chachma. Oh, you want your child to have that because that's what happened to you as a kid. But essentially, that's not the real reason. The real essence is because you want your child to be happy, just like you want yourself to be happy. So the essence is the happiness part. But you put it in Taya Chachma, it's like, oh, I want that to happen is because, you know, it happened to me as a kid or whatever. Let's go weiter. He says, therefore, all mitzvahs, even those mitzvahs which are understood al pitamadas, need to be fulfilled in this way. Meaning, the reason why we do it is not because the seichel is mechayev, rather is the nusach that we say before we do a mitzvah. And we know a bracha is always the hakdam, it's the preparation that we have before we do a mitzvah. So the words that we say in that bracha are very important. And in the word, what we use say is, Sivan, you commanded us. Meaning is we're doing it because this is the rotzen ha'elian. He says, we say, meaning as this, this is the chayk, which is in the whole Torah, meaning that there's this idea of chayk, which is uh, the essence of the entire Torah. 
Meaning is that even though that we have three different sukkim of mitzvahs, we have the chukim, that we have edis, which are testimonies, things that we wouldn't have come up with on our own, but once Hashem commanded us, we understand. Edis literally means a testimony. For example, we keep Shabbos because it's a testimony that Hashem created the world in seven days. We keep Pesach because it's a testimony that Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim. And then, so we can understand why we're doing those mitzvahs. And then we have Mishpatim, which are uh, like laws that uh, make sense, like Tznius and the idea of, of uh, you know, not murdering and not stealing. So there's an essential concept behind, essential rotsen, which is behind all of these things. But then the Edus Mishpatim um, also have this reasoning behind. So let's say one of the ideas behind the rotsen is that Hashem wants to have a Dirpatach Tainim and Hashem wants to have a connection with us. That's the essence. So why do we have the Mitzvah Shabbos? Because Mitzvah Shabbos reminds us and makes us think about Hashem, how He created the world in seven days. Why do we have to think about Pesach? It's because it reminds us of the relationship that we have with Hashem. So does that mean that's the only reason we're doing this to help us remember our connection between and Hashem? No. The essence is because Hashem commanded us to do it. But there's a reasoning behind it. The reasoning that we have, that we understand is that it also helps us to remember the love and affection that Hashem has for us. So we have a, another world that says Zeus. Zeus always means this. I mean, it's very, very specific. This that we're going to discuss later on in this parsha. Uh, that's what Zeus means. Therefore, it's usually whenever you say the word Zeus, it's usually at the beginning or at the end of the parsha. And it's referring to whatever we're discussed in that particular parsha. It says this is the Chuk of the Torah. The reason is because Paraduma. Uh, is the essential chukah, because Shleimah Melech says that, I said, it's echkama, uh, that I'm wise, but nonetheless, this, this idea is, the idea of Paraduma is even distant from me, because it's, and not because he wasn't smart enough to understand it, no, it's because it's rechaika from chachma, it's totally above the gather of chachma, so we're saying, that this union of Paraduma is the really the chaik of the entire taira, is because the entire taira is really this union of Ratzanalian. So Dalit Mitzad Inyanza Ratsam Khukan Ruchuka Shabimitsis Mitsina Kama Kamadvarm Shame Shabuchala Mitsis Ach Amr Khazal Laita Yeshiv Shaikal Mitsasal Shaltaira. So Mitsad this Inyan of of the Ratsan and the Chuka uh, of the mitzvah, we see many inyanim that they are similar in all mitzvahs. Until the Khazal say that you shouldn't weigh sit and weigh all the mitzvahs. Why shouldn't you sit and weigh all the mitzvahs? The Khairif, you know, one mitzvah Yechayv um, Misa for another mitzvah is only a chi of Malka. So we, we, we know the difference of the mitzvahs. Um, but the reasoning is because essentially the rutzen which is behind all the mitzvahs are the same. It's all the rutzen of Hashem. It's just becoming revealed in different ways. But it's all essentially one. So there's no point of being shaykel the mitzvahs. It's all the same rutzen. So, so this next paragraph is quite difficult. I'm going to read it and translate it, and then I'm going to try to explain it. So it's explained that the difference between the kaycha ratzen to the kaycha chachma, so we're saying really the difference between Ratzin and any of the kaychas pnimim of the Adam, which are chachma bin adas and the seven midas, he says, "Achachma ba beischalkes, heim beischalkes klali the in seichel echadim lechaverei." He says, first of all, chachma always comes with division, because there's a general division, meaning is the way one seichel is not similar to another seichel. If I have a seichel about mathematics, it's not going to be the same seichel which has to do with medicine. 
Rabbi Beseichel, in one shtickle gemar, it's not going to be the same seichel that happened in another shtickle gemar. And with, even within one seichel itself, there's always many details. So, you know, there's the whole shock of Itaria and all the different details of that chachma. So the idea is that chachma, and in general, we say in the koiches panimim, is made up really of division. It's, everything's different. The way I feel is not the same way you feel. And the way how I feel about Shabbos is not me the same way that I feel about putting on tefillin. Baharatzen, he says, but Ratzen is not like that. There is no division. There's no general difference between one Ratzen and another. Meaning is the Ratzen that I have, for example, let's say that I want to be happy is not, uh, or I want to live is not going to be different than the Ratzen that I have that my child should live and be happy. Meaning is that in this one Ratzen that I have, for my child to be happy and successful, there's no difference in the different parts of it. Meaning is my child, let's say, needs many different things in order to have happiness. So there's no difference in the details uh, which we have. I know. The Levadza is she'en ba'ishchalkas v'pratim yani. Meaning, not only did they not have a division in the different details. Shebechol prat shel hadavr shereitza b'hibashava, that every prat in the thing that he wants is equal not only there's no differences in the details, but even in the general idea of Ratzin. He says the Ratzin does not actually change according to what you want. Ratzin is a certain kaich that you want. So there's, there's no difference. That, that's always the same idea. You're wanting. Do you want A? Do you want B? So the reasonings, reasoning why you might want A or why you want might be, that the reasonings can be very different. I want A for one reason, I want B for a different reason. But the koyach in my soul that I'm using to try to uh, get that or uh, uh, get that particular item, that's always the same. That's the idea of ratzen. Uh, so the essential concept of ratzen does not change. So just to explain this a bit better, because it's a, quite a difficult concept and especially for us, because in truth, as human beings, it's very hard to divide and separate between the different kaychas that we have because they're very, very usually mixed together. It's hard to, in a sense, separate what's the essential rotsin that doesn't have any division and um, a rotsin which comes from your chachma and your bina, which then you would have the division. Because remember, when the Rebbe is talking over here between rotsin and chachma and rotsin does not have any ischalkas, it doesn't mean any type of chachma. For example, level three of chachma, which is an investment, that's really just a child of the chachma. So just like chachma has division, the rotsin which is being born from that chachma, of course, also has division. We're talking about over here the essential idea of rotsin does not have any division. But the problem is, is that, that our, the rotsin, how we have it, is usually mixed in with there's desire. There's desire which pushes you to want that particular item. And there's, of course, the way how you have to actualize that rutsin and the way how you justify it to yourself why you want that rutsin, which that's the idea of the rutsin being Islamish and chachma. So the way that we experience rutsin is usually with desires and also it's somewhat already actualized and justified within our minds. So what we need to do over here is we need to be able to separate and dissect the essential idea of rutsin, not how it's connected to desires, not how it's connected to pleasure, not how it's connected to how it's established and seichel. And then we could truly understand what the Rebbe is trying to say. So with that introduction, so I, what I think the Rebbe is trying to say over here is, is that when you have a rotsin, for example, let's go with your child. You want your child to be happy and successful, to live, to prosper. That is, that's one idea. But in order for that to happen, the child means, needs many different 
um, things to happen to him, right? He needs to have a healthy family. He needs to have good friends. He needs to have good schooling. He needs to have good food, exercise. So that essential ratzim will come into many different details. So if he doesn't have any of those details, then the child's not going to be able to be happy. So you're going to say, wait a second. You know, I want the child, there is a difference in the pratim. Let's say the child to be, do well on the test. Or, you know, the child, God forbid, not to be sick. So you would say, L'chaira, being, being healthy and not becoming sick is, is much, and, you know, the parent would want that more than he'd want uh, the child to do well on a test, which of course is true. But that's only because the Ratzin is being mislabished from the Chachma. Meaning is once the Ratzin is enclothing itself in the Chachma, and then you're trying to explain to yourself, okay, why do I want my child not to be sick? And why do I want my child to do well on his tests? Then you could start saying, okay, which, which one makes more sense to me? And then you're going to make a decision and say, okay, I want, of course, my child to be healthy. But in the essential Ratzin, what, do you, what does the Ratzin want? The Ratzin wants the child to be happy. So if the child doesn't do well on his tests, and because he doesn't do well on his tests, he doesn't get into good yeshivas, and he doesn't get a good job one day, he doesn't get a good shlichas, he doesn't get a good shlichas, whatever it is, uh, he, and he's not happy with himself, at the end of the day, the essential Ratzin is missing because he's going to grow up and he's not going to be happy, Right? So sometimes parents can make mistakes, they're human beings, so they think, oh, my child needs you know, to do well on tests, else he's not going to be happy. That could be a mistake. It could be that it's not true. But in the mind of the parent, and let's assume for a moment that it is true, that the child will need all these things to be happy if, he, if he's being bullied. right? So if he's being bullied, that could leave emotional scars on him for life. So the rutten is that of the parent is for the child to be happy. So therefore, he doesn't want him to be bullied because if he's going to be bullied, he's not going to be happy. So there's a reasoning. I don't want him to be bullied uh, because then he's going to have emotional scars. And why do I care about emotional scars? If you go deep enough, it's the rotsen, which is because I want him to be happy. So in other words, what I'm trying to say is that if you look at the essence of the rotsen, which is be happy, it doesn't really matter what the details are. If the the rotsen, which is uh, creating and making all these details happen is the same for all of them. It's just being expressed in different ways. And if at the end of the day, the Ratzin won't be fulfilled, or the child won't be happy, then the Ratzin, uh, you're not going to be happy. Just think of your own life. You want to, a person wants to be happy. So a person wants to be happy, doesn't want to be sick. On the other hand, if he's not happy at his job, you're not sick, but if you're not happy at your job and you feel like you're not being treated properly, you're not going to be happy. So that Ratzin is not going to be there regardless of what the... Um, the, the details are. And uh, similarly, uh, the Ratzin for one thing and the Ratzin for the next thing, to live or your child to be happy, they might be different Ratzinus, but essentially it's the same idea that it's something that you want. And uh, that's the same for both of them. It just, uh, maybe the desire for each one might be different, how you actualize them would be different, but that power would be the same for both. So he says, <laughs> He says, same thing by mitzvah satayra. That is the Ratzin Ha'elian. Therefore, they also don't have any division. It's the Ratzin Ha'elian, so it's one essential idea that Hashem wants. Therefore, we see something very interesting. Therefore, sometimes when you have part of a mitzvah, that's garnished. For example, if you put only three parshas of tefillin, of a parshas of the Shema into your tefillin, of uh, the three parshas that you're supposed to have in your tefillin, not all four, it's like you did nothing. Um, 
if a person only has three corners to his tzitzis, he doesn't have all four, he didn't do anything. I, I did so many, I did 75%, shouldn't I get 75% of the, the bonus points for doing Hashem's mitzvah? No, because the rutzen wasn't that you have three corners, the rutzen is that you have four corners with tzitzis on. And sometimes you could see you could do a part of the mitzvah, and it's like you've done all of it. For example, you have the idea of shutfis mitzvah, a mitzvah that one person is unable to fulfill on his own. He needs uh, other people to join in with him. Then it's like you did the entire mitzvah. For example, the good old the good old days, pidgin shvuin was always uh, rede- redeeming captives. So usually it was a very high sum and you need the entire community to help pay for that particular mitzvah. So if you put money in, it's not pshat that you only did part of the mitzvah. No, on the contrary, you did the entire mitzvah. Another one, you know, actually to say is the chlukas hashas and yutas kislev. The Rebbe says this many times that since a person is unable to finish it on his own by putting himself as part of the chlukas hashas, it's like he finished the entire shas. Because a person can't, he needs other people to join in with him to be able to fulfill the mitzvah. So when you do part of the mitzvah, it's as if uh, you did uh, the entire mitzvah. So why, how does that work? It's because, because it's, it's the same idea. Because even by doing, sometimes by doing the part of the mitzvah, you're tapping into the essence of the mitzvah, which is the Ratzana Elyon. Hashem wants his Ratzana to be done, and you need to have Shutfin, fine. So that's the way how it's supposed to be done. Hashem's Ratzana is that this particular mitzvah should be done with, uh, that you should only need to do a part of that mitzvah. And you have other people joining in. Since that's the Ratzana Elyon, that everybody joins in to do this mitzvah, then you have the Ratzana Elyon. For other mitzvahs Hashem wants, you have to do it on your own, and you have to do it with four parshias. And if you don't do that, that's not the Ratzana Elyon. Why is that? It's because this is the Ratzana Elyon. Sometimes it's expressed in different ways. Hey, So this idea is expressed Express in the close union of Tumah Vatara. As we said, Zeus is also a remez on all the Tumas Vatara. So if you look at Tumah Vatara, we'll see this Nekuda expressed. First of all, Aleph. Min ha-tayra, if a, it's impossible for tuma to be only on one part of your body. If one part of your body becomes tummy, your entire body becomes tummy. So we see in Kamos, in quantity, there's no difference. Your finger becomes tummy, your entire body becomes tummy. This that we, it's important, just that we have this idea of washing your hands to miss your daimi, that your hands are tummy and you wash it before you eat bread. That's an Indian of Medivir uh, from Shleimah Melech was it. But Minha there's no such thing as just your hand becoming tummy. So why is that? Because this, again, this expresses the idea of the Torah, that it's not made of, of, of parts and details. One part of you becomes tummy. It's not shot just one part of you. This is connected to the entire Ratzin. So the whole body is tummy. We see this idea also in the Echos, quality-wise, a person just touches Tuma. You're the same level of Tuma, even if you just touched it. Meaning is it's such a connection as if you ate the Tuma, which becomes Dhamma Basa Kupasari. So the Tuma is the same regardless of how you became connected to it. Uh, I just, it's a, I think it's important to point out that usually um, Tuma actually doesn't, there's only one Tuma that's Chal when you eat. Uh, that's by eating a trefa bird. When you eat the trefa bird, that's when uh, you would become Tame. All other Tumas do not actually are Chal when you're eating. Uh, rather, when you're eating them, the reason why you become tummy is because it's like it's, since you're carrying it, 
um, when you're eating something, it's like you're carrying it within your throat, and carrying is another form of tumah. So it is somewhat interesting the Rebbe is using this idea of Achila, but I guess the, the reason why the Rebbe is bringing it, even though L'Chila, L'Chaira, the idea of Achila only applies by one type of tumah, which is by the Nevela Saif, Nevela Saif specifically. Uh, nonetheless, um, I think the reason the Rebbe is bringing because he wants to show that even if you're touching something that has the same level of tumah as if you're eating uh, something, the Nevela Saif. Or could just also refer to any type of tumor, but it's being carried within your throat. So that carrying in the throat, which is eventually going to be digested and eaten, um, will will make you just make you equally tumes as by touching it. Uh, but eating other types of tumor, eating tumor is usually just a dindarabana. And since we're talking about minatayra, the higher the Reb is not talking about other types of tumor vatara, because food cannot be matama a person. Only Matame. So that was Kamas and Echas of the Tumah. Now we're talking about Mitzad the Gav, Mitzad the person. It doesn't matter what his Kavan is. If it was you touched the Beshegig, the entire person becomes Tame. Even if it was Bainas. Meaning is it's not just an echos in megashmis that you you just touched it, but even an echos beruchnis, meaning within the psyche of the person that in his mind he didn't have kavana to do this particular to touch this particular item. Nonetheless, you still become tami. And Dalit, Gam Hatumaba Also the outcome of the Tuma is 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 complete. When you become Tame, Ena Tuma Garemis by Rakhisarm Prati Bashai Husa Kdusha. Alashu Yitza Ali Dezan Nifsakal Kashai Husa Hagluliam Shabdushazu. Asu Lakhul Dover Kaidish. When a person becomes Tameh, it's not just that he loses a little bit of a connection to Kedusha, but rather he's not allowed to have any connection to Nyanam of Kedusha. You're not allowed to eat a Dover Kaidish when you're Tameh. You're not allowed to eat a Kachim. Um, even Truma, you're not allowed to eat when you're Tameh. Um, and you're also not allowed to come into the base of Mikdash when the person is a tame, And when we say tame, this is not referring to someone who's a mechus or kapurim who would be able to come to certain parts of the base of and eat truma. It's talking about when a person is completely tame, it doesn't make a difference what type of tume he has. He would not be allowed to eat kachim or truma until the tahara process has started or completed. What's the reasoning? He says, because in Tuma and Tara, the Ratzana Elian is revealed Therefore, you see very clearly, and it's very recognizable, the lack of differentiations and differences between if you touched a lot of Tuma, whether you touched a little bit, whether you had a lot of Kavana, whether you had the Kavana Tafka not to touch it and it touched you anyway, we don't care. It doesn't make a difference the connection you had whether it was just a physical touch or whether it was, it was against your will. You become completely tame. Both begashmis, your entire body becomes tame, and also beruchnis, you are completely becomos, cut off from any connection to 
uh, at Kedusha. You have to stay away from the Mason Middash. You have to stay away from any item with it which is considered Kachin. So here we see this idea of, of lack of Chulukim. There's a mitzvah in the Torah, which if one becomes Tameh, or, and obviously we reverse, once you become Tara, it will be the exact opposite. You can't become Tara only in your fingers. You become Tara in your whole body. You become Tara um, to eat any type of kachim. So, so this idea in our in our Vaida. Not supposed to weigh the mitzvahs, you should be as careful as a mitzvah kala, just as a chamura, because it's a person has to be careful in every single mitzvah equally. How is it possible? A person should be careful with a dikta kala of diver seifrim, with the same zihirus and, and being so careful as the chamura shabu chamuras. So not being careful in the dictical of the verse from that's like just touching Ra. And how can you compare it to a Khamur Shabakhamurs, which is the most uh, strictest of strict laws of the Zara, not keeping Shabbos? This is the Khalukim is said in Taras Amis. The Torah itself tells us that certain uh, mitzvahs and certain averes are the, you know, Amunas Hashem is the, is the Yusoyed HaYusoydis. The Torah itself tells us what's chamuras, what are the essentials, and what are more kalis. So how could they be the same? This is the last sin from Tumah Vatar. Mitzvah, the Tamba Das, and Mitzvah, there definitely are differences in the Mitzvahs and the different levels. There's Chukim, there's Edis, Mishpatim, and there's Kalas and Chamurs. But Mitzvah, the essence of the Mitzvah, that this is the Ratzin HaElyon, there are no Chulukim. This is the Ratzin of Hashem. And the only way for this Ratzin of Hashem to be fulfilled is if every single mitzvah is done according to what the Ratzin of Hashem. So if Hashem wants you to do at this particular time a mitzvah kala, you do the mitzvah kala, even if you have a chance to do mitzvah chamur. If the Torah says, right now is for the kala, you do the kala. And he says also in the Avaitis Adam, in the fulfilling of the mitzvah. So it says in the Tanya that according to the different levels of, when you do an Avera, it makes a Begam in your Nafesh. And according to what the level of the, what, which Avera you did, it makes a different Begam in your soul. So, and based on what the Begam is, you have different ways of cleansing it and there's different types of punishments which help cleanse the soul. Of course, the same idea for the Schar Mitzvah, uh, you know, depending on what the Mitzvah is, there's a different type of or of Hashem which is being drawn down. But he says, the of all the mitzvahs, which is that through the fulfillment of the mitzvah, mitzvah's idea of connecting to Hashem, that's by all of the mitzvahs. Therefore, even a nigiya tala, in something which is the opposite of Ratzin Hashem, that touches and makes a mark um, in the general category, uh, general hiskashris and connection to Hashem. Because this, as we said, is the Ratzin Hashem, and the Ratzin Elyon is unable to be divided and, uh, and, and put into different parts. So you either have it completely or you don't have it at all.
that's what we're saying. So when you do an Avera at that moment, as the Tanya explains, when you do an Avera Kal, you are completely separated from Hashem at that particular moment. That's why it's explained in Tanya, you're supposed to bear Kav Gimel, uh, how, how you're supposed to be, that the reason why you're supposed to be going on Mr. Snafesh, even for Mitzvah Kala, because in Mitzvah Kala, at that moment, you're becoming cut off from Hashem. And therefore, just like you go on Mr. Snafesh, not to do a Vaidazar, really for any Avera, a person should be willing to go on a Vaidazar. Why is that? L'chaira, you still have a connection to Hashem, you're just making a small mark. The answer is no, you're not making a small mark, because the whole essence of the mitzvahs are that you and Hashem are one, are becoming one. So by being over in anything which is against the Ratzon HaElyon, you are cutting yourself off from um, that connection that you have with Elokos. So Hazayin. And of course, you know, L'Tzah HaTayv, when a person does a mitzvah, it makes a, a strong connection or reveals the connection um, that he has with, with Hashem. Uh, this this hayra is shaykh uh, and therefore it's demanded from every individual, even the most simple individual. Therefore, this lesson comes from the general subject of Dimitum of Atara, not from the Pratan that you have to learn in Tarsh rather from the Psukim and Apostolic in the Torah. Um, that that's that that a person would say a bracha on, even if he does understand. Since it's Taira and he says a bracha on it, that means he's fulfilling that mitzvah and it's connected to him. Hergeshanal bekim mitzvah shagam zehiris bedikta kal who daver negel lechol his skashus belakus ba meatzad etzim hanasham shalom hamayla mechinas tamadas. He says this feeling in kim mitzvah that even being careful, even if a dikta kal, and that's relevant to your general connection to Hashem. That comes mitzad the etzim hanasham, which is higher than tamadas. Sayyid doesn't want and is unable to become separated from Hashem, and this feeling is by every single Yid. So this comes mitzad the etzim hanasham, because mitzad your chachma of your neshama, chachma always understands things according to seichel, so it could only appreciate your connection to Hashem based on seichel. Oh, this will give me more of a connection. This would give me less. Everything is uskecheshbent. But when you're looking inside the etzim neshama, the etzim neshama doesn't understand, doesn't look at the chachma. It looks at the essential connection and it realizes the etzim neshama knows that the etzim hanashama and, and and Hashem uh, need to be connected, and anything could uh, strengthen or weaken that connection. Even though it's impossible movement, to be in this level, that it always shine by him, the connection to Hashem, which comes beside his etzim neshama throughout the entire day and the whole year, because Avedis Hashem needs to be in the Eif Masudar. So Eif Masudar means Seichel, Tam Vedas. It needs to be logical. So you're working in a logical way. Um, so you can't have that constantly like everything's Mesir Snafesh. But nonetheless, so, but at certain times, this idea, this, 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 this does shine, this concept of Mesir Snafesh. And that is when you're reading this parish in the Torah. From the times that it will shine is when you're reading this idea in the Torah. As we know, that person who's Isaac, who learns the Torah's Ayla, is just like you as Mark of a carbon Ayla. So same thing when you're learning about Zeis it's like you're experiencing and you're doing this in Yenav Mesir Snafesh and serving Hashem L'mayim L'vatam V'dash. V'rishu me'n nikar b'vadash, v'dash, 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 v'd
Oz Margish Godl Hachimer Bachasarmini Yas Mashbadavar Bilti Ratsai. This Rishimu is recognizable as an Avaida. That even when you're doing the Avaida Pitam Vadas during the rest of the year and the day, you feel the Godl Hachimer and the Chisaran that comes by touching even something which is built Ratsai. Meaning is that when you have this union of, of the Zeus Chukas Taira, you recognize that all the mitzvahs of the Taira are really that essential Ratsan that Hashem has. And we just have certain explanations. And, you know, and we also look in the Torah and we see all oh, Shabbos is stricter than uh, doing other things during the week. But when you realize that essentially, whether it's Bittal Torah or the Union of Lashon Hara or anything in the Torah, the essential idea that you're trying to do is to connect to Hashem. And any time you do something which is not what Hashem wants, regardless of what the punishment might be uh, or what the reward might be, you're, you're touching and you're cutting and you're making an uh, a issue with that essential connection, um, it, you, you realize that it doesn't matter what the reasoning might be, you have to always look at what the essential is. And the essential is the same by mitzvah. This is to connect us to Hashem. This lesson is also with our voida with other individuals. But you could think, you know what, I'll make this person do the main mitzvahs. I'm not going to go make myself crazy. I'm not going to work until mitzvah and nefesh, and you know, squeeze out the last drop of energy from my neshama to make sure he's doing a dictic kal shadivir seifrim. Now, this comes the lesson from our parsha. Just like by something which is built through touching something ra, even the davar kala, this this affects uh, his general connection with Hashem. It's possible that through helping a person do just a nigiya kalab entire mitzvah, what happens is he's touching to the essence of his connection to Hashem. That makes a connection, his essence to Hashem's essence. And once you have that essential connection, there's a relationship here. And once you have the relationship, it's very possible. I mean, definitely at a certain level, and uh, he will. Yitzia uh, will take him out. From his matzav in Aymik Tachas, and he'll raise him up to the highest level, Ad L'Aymik Ram.